hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I'm a boy. QDZ. For sheezy. It's way too easy. That's all I got for you. <laughs> call me Widow Peak. See the Widow's Peak right there. That's why they call me Widow Peak CZ. It's coming. It's uh, growing in. It's growing uh, in. Uh, that was a little, I gave you a weak, uh. You know, if it was a harder bar, I would have said, uh. Yeah, okay. You know? Make them say, oh. Yeah. We try to get us up in here. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody for, uh, for tuning in. This is episode 95. 95. We are on the road to 100 episodes, and we cannot believe it. We thank Jesus. We thank everybody who tuned in to, to, to even get us to this point, including ourselves. Hey, hey, Q, hey, clap up, clap for yourself, man. Come on, man. For myself? No, this is, this oh, is, I, I'm very, I'm hey, always down to clap for myself. Clap for yourself, man. This get is a beautiful a moment. Get myself on the pat of the back. Go yeah. ahead, pat on the head. Yeah, yeah, put, yeah. Put put a couple of dollars in my bank account. Mm. For my Depo- go go ahead, deposit one hundred dollars more than you for, would normally for, deposit for spending you know? purposes. So go ahead and buy me some uh, expensive drinks at the yeah. bar. Like I, I, I yeah, treat yeah. myself good. I, I think I think I, I think myself likes myself as as you should, man. Because you know if you hated yourself, you know that's called like depression, and you know you would have like yeah. actual issues. We don't want those though. We, we you know, we don't, we don't. I mean, even though, even though I watch Dr. Phil every day, um, I don't think I can play Dr. Phil. So, so make sure your heart is, is, is pure. feels good. Make sure you, you make sure you're self-confident. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys. Like I said, everybody out there who's been leaving reviews for us and ratings on Apple podcasts, people who've been tuning in on YouTube, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Listen, the list goes on. I'm grateful. Personally, I'm grateful that you guys fuck with us. I really am. And, um, you know, we, we're just trying to do uphold our, our duty of giving music reviews in the best way that, uh, you know, we know how. And that's, and that's really it. That's all I got for you guys to, to open this show, man. Just thank you. Oh, and if you, and if you haven't already done so, follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's, 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 on, the, it's on the bottom there. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're listening to this, Listening to the audio, ill-advised wise guys on Instagram and Facebook, and ill-advised W guys on Twitter. Keep up with the discussions that we do and uh, and put out. You know, we put out polls. We do a whole bunch of different things. So, yeah, man, keep interacting we're, with us, and we'll keep doing our to, thing. We're trying to know your ill-advised thoughts, not thoughts, because we're not in the business of breaking out happy homes. We don't want to know about the thoughts. We want to know wait, your wait, wait. ill-advised. Thoughts. Wait, but thoughts are still appreciated every now and again. I mean, we, I, just, I, mean I just want to put that out there. We love thoughts. I mean, we, we, we'll take streams wherever they come from, but just make sure the thoughts are ill-advised. That, that's all yeah. I. That's all I ask. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. By the way, speaking of uh, ill-advised thoughts, I put out a poll. On, not a poll. Uh, I sent out a tweet on uh, on Twitter from the account this past week, and I said, "Yo, give me your give me a hot take." That you've been meaning to get off your chest. And uh, a, some gentleman, he's a rapper. Shout out to you, 
believe his name is uh, Dope Boy. Damn, I don't remember his account name, but um, he actually submitted a, a song that we're going to eventually review. He said, yo, uh, Jack Harlow is true. He didn't finish the statement, the trash statement, but he said TR dot, dot, dot. And I asked him to elaborate and he declined to elaborate. So, so uh, all I ask, sir, if you would like to come on the show at any point or, or explain yourself online, hey, be our guest. But Jack Harlow is not trash. I, I'm what, not rolling what? with that. What I don't, I'm not rolling. What color was this gentleman? Uh, he was a black man. Okay, that 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 makes sense. That makes does sense. it? Why would that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You know, as black people, we uh, we ain't the quickest to crowd a white rapper up in here. So, uh, mm. no, mm. but I I respect it. It's just it's your opinion. You can say oh, whatever's I- trash is trash. I always respect uh, people's opinion. You know, listen, man, it's up to you. But like I said, if you wanna, if you wanna elaborate, feel free. You know, we're about, we're all about the ill-advised thoughts around here. We do that pretty often. Uh, it's not thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Sorry, I meant thoughts, not thoughts. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, we don't condone those. You know, I'm, I'm almost married. Just, yeah, just yeah, there you go. FYI. Yeah, yeah. Keep, 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 keep on that narrow path. Yeah. So we shall, ah, shall we start the show, sir? Not if we're going to start it like that. Hell no. But I mean, yeah, if we can, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's. I, I say we start the show, man. Um, yeah, so first topic, because, you know, this is a this has been a very confusing week. Um, Drake, you know, put out on Twitter. Uh, sorry, put out on social media that he was dropping a project. Um, he put up Drake. Out. Drake. Drake? Young Draco, yeah, him. He stole my flow, Drake. <laughs> he said, "I told Drake everything he knows." <laughs> Yo, imagine Soldier Boy teaching Drake everything that Drake knows. Imagine I that. Would, I would. It's just another question I have for Jesus when I go to heaven. Oh man, uh, yeah, I think, but you already know the answer. I think Jesus will just confirm everything you already know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is that's complete nonsense. Now. <laughs> Mo- moving on to uh, the actual topic. So Drake dropped uh, Scary Hours 2, right? And, uh, uh, and, and by the way, he's still overdue for Certified Lover Boy, but we do want to get into the review for, cert- uh, for, like I said, Scary Hours 2. Q, what were your thoughts on this three-track project uh, that he dropped off for us? Well, you know, first and foremost, for a lot of people um, that may have forgot, Scary Hours 1, uh, consisted of diplomatic community and it consisted of God's plan. Uh, you know, God's plan is one of Drake's biggest records to date. And it's, it's probably one of his more, you know, fun, loving, uh, chill, uh, good vibes record. This three track EP, I think Drake was out to prove a point to the world that he is one of the best rappers in the game. If not the best rapper in the game, every single song on the EP hits harder than your mom when you you, you find out that when she finds out that you didn't take the chicken out the freezer uh, at 4 p.m. when she told you to. Uh, It's funny because in the order that he put the songs in is actually from worst to least for me. So I started off the EP like, eh, 
you know, it's all right. I mean, what's next? I, I, I thought it was some interesting bars on there. I thought it was kind of weird when he was saying, what did I do on Valentine's Day? I had sex. Okay. Okay. I, 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 that didn't resonate with me, <laughs> but uh, I thought what's next was pretty solid, pretty decent. Then it goes to wants and needs with little baby. And I was like, okay, all right, this, this hits a little hard. I, I can, I can get jiggy with this. Um, which by the way, you know, remember the days where Drake and Lil Baby collaborated? We knew who Batman was. We knew who Robin was. Nowadays, who's Batman? Who's Robin? But um, I like that song. And then we got to Lemon Pepper Freestyle, which Drake went off on. That is the song that I think uh, most people were, were not necessarily caught off guard, but that's the song that got people's attention the most. Um, Drake raps hard as hell matter of fact i'm pretty sure drake blacked out drake was seeing red when he made that song if you ask me he went off on that he went off so bad rick ross walked out like i could tell he rick ross walked out like two minutes into the track and said i don't i, there's, I don't you don't need me anymore rick ross knew drake was gonna win rick ross knew drake was gonna win that track by at least 40 points so he was like yo you know what let's just bow out but all in all, it's a pretty decent EP. I wonder what the purpose of the EP is. Like, is this Drake's way of trying to test the waters, trying to see what the fans' reception is of the type of music that he's making before he drops Certified Lover Boy? Because Certified Lover Boy is probably one of his most anticipated albums uh, to date, which, I mean, he's had several anticipated albums. Let's just say you can argue that it's one of his most anticipated albums to date. So I'm 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 curious to see if this is like a a tester EP for for him uh to gauge what people feel about uh, uh him as an artist. But all in all, I think this album this EP was pretty solid, extremely solid. I I rather listen to music like God's Plan from Drake where he's singing and mixing the rapping and singing together, but I think for the for the hardcore rap fans, for the ones that say I'm not sure if Drake is in the top five rappers list um, of current rappers right now, I think this EP will resonate with you, make you change your mind about a few things. Mm, well, uh, you had a couple aha moments, FYI. Um, I don't know who the hell is saying Drake is not a top five. You you are you have literally lost your mind if you think that Drake is not. A, a top tier rapper. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I have to question your sanity at that point. Now, uh, there will be some people that say it. That's crazy to me. But the you know, same, hey, the same people own. that to might say Jack Harlow is is trash. You know, you, you <laughs> never know. You never know. Uh, I guess we guess we do never know. Uh, but so I, I'll say this for me. You know, man. Oh, the other aha moment that I forgot to mention was the fact that, um, yeah, no, that's a good point that you made about why this project was released, why this EP came out. I don't know. Don't know the answer to that question. To me, I kind of took it as, uh, hey, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry for the wait. You know how Lil Wayne used to drop sorry for the wait? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the infamous Carter albums kept getting delayed, so he kept having to drop some shit in between to give people some music to vibe to. I felt like Scary Hours came at a time where everybody's anticipating Certified Lover Boy. And uh, we were told that that was going to come out in January. It is now March. So, uh, 
you know, neither here nor there. We're still waiting for it. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be really damn good. Now, in terms of uh, this project, though, I'm not rolling with your, with your ranking of these songs, bro. Now, I think we all can agree. Uh, and I think the world can agree that Lemon Pepper Freestyle is the top song on this project. EP, rather. Um, I'm going to go with the intro. What's next as the second best song on this uh, on this um project i think that what drake did on that song was very unorthodox and very unlike drake specifically on a from a production standpoint you know when the song came on i was actually looking at the at my phone like man is playboy cardi on this song this song production wise sounded like a playboy cardi whole lot of red beat you know, and, and I thought that what Drake did was extremely repetitive. Like, the okay, uh, wonder if I had a, wonder if I had sex, okay? I thought he was very repetitive on purpose. I actually liked it. I liked that Drake. I liked it. And uh, going with the third best song, which, again, there's only three. I, and overall, I think they're all good songs. Um, I wasn't really feeling Drake's part on um, the joint with him and Lil Baby. I just that Drake didn't really do anything for me on that on that song personally. Um, I like Lil Baby's part in bro, Lil Baby, like you mentioned. Damn, do we know who Batman is at this point? I don't think it's very clear. And I know that sounds ridiculous because I don't think anybody's gonna sit here and question who who has a better legacy, who is a better dynamic artist, who can do more. It's clearly Drake. However, what Lil Baby has been doing over the last year and a half almost two years has been so amazing that that question you asked who was batman who was robin it's not as clear as you may think so overall i think it's a it's, i think it's a decent three pack um sorry i think it's a good three pack not decent and um you're right man lemon pepper freestyle took the took the cake i, I think it's interesting to see Lil, uh to see rick ross bow out on that song like he did <laughs> because you know it's like even when you look when you listen to Drake's verse he said uh you know he references how big of a house Rick Ross has 235 acres which by the way uh that house of his was where they shot coming to America 2 which just dropped by the way so I don't know if you guys saw that pretty decent movie definitely not better than the original let's be very clear but um, yeah, man, Rick Ross kind of got out the way and let Drake shine. Not it's unlike Rick Ross, uh, on a Rick Ross and uh, Drake collaboration, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, yeah, man, good uh, good three pack. I'll, I'll say it's I'll say it's good, absolutely. It's a good three pack, Shakur. Um, awful, yeah. awful artwork. Awful. I feel like it was made man. on Windows Paint. Um, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Windows paint. That joint was awful. Uh, but I mean, it's Drake. Hey, it's, hey, hey, it's better than wants. it's better than anything Gucci Man has ever put out. And, and you know <laughs> what you talking Gu about? The glacier Gucci Man uh, the human glacier? No. Bro, Gu Gucci Man needs a full-time graphic designer. Keep, <laughs> I've been saying it for about five years. His artwork has been trash. Except for the last two. I'll give him that. But, you know, he's dropped 100 projects, so come on. 
his his percentage, his shooting percentage from from album range is terrible. Let's just be real. I would I would say this though about uh uh the the, the album, the scary scary hours. That is a sick ass title. I freaking Absolutely. love that title because mm-hmm. you know I work scary hours, you work scary hours, so I know it resonates with me. You know, as hard workers, but kind of let's pivot. You know, since we can both agree that Lemon Pepper Freestyle is the best song on this EP, let's pivot to Drake and Rick Ross collaborations, which I think are very underrated. There's a lot of them, and they have spanned, yes. it's been a span of about 10 years that they've been collaborating with one another. So um, let's name a few. Let's, let's, how about this? What is your favorite one? And what do you think is your the least favorite one? Mm. So if you want me to start, I can start, or you can. I, no, I'll start. I'll start. I want to start this off if you don't mind. Okay. So, man, uh, <clears throat> you know, I put it. I put together a list before the show started, and uh, you know, did my homework a bit, and I actually forgot one on that um on the list that I put together, which I'm writing in right now, which is Free Spirit. So I'll start with Free Spirit. I don't know if you guys remember Free Spirit, which was on that um that care package project that that um that Drake dropped years ago. Obviously, that's one of my least favorite collaborations from Ross and Drake. I just felt like production wise, it didn't really do enough. Even their verses, like it, they weren't really saying anything profound like they normally do when they collaborate together. Now. By the way, they've had a lot of collaborations, and this uh, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, the one we just talked about, it's it's up there. It's it's up there. Uh, it's it's clearly not at the top because Ross did not do his thing like we mentioned, right? Now, my top collaboration between Ross and Drake, you guys are going to get a kick out of this one, is Stay Scheming. Now, you know. Interesting pick. I'm sure you guys are like, wow, why would he pick Stay Scheming? Well, come on. Think about this, guys. Now, let me take you back to the year where this song came out, right? Drake was feuding with with Common, right? This is around the time where Drake actually had a crush on Serena. He was going after Serena. Common was still, I think they were still falling. I don't remember the situation relationship-wise between them two. But what Drake did on his verse was so memorable. There were so many quotables that came out of that. You know, the bitch you won with me shooting in the gym. You know, I know you guys remember that. Um, which alludes to, you know, the scary hours, the things that Drake alludes to on a regular basis. He's clearly a dude who puts in his hard work, which, you know, which points to that bar. And I just feel like, the way Drake approached that verse, you know, it bothers me when the gods get to acting like the bras. You know, like, he just was speaking boss shit that it was undeniable that Drake was coming into uh, his own lyrically and as, a, you know, from a present standpoint. So I thought what Drake did was incredible. I thought what Ross did on that song was incredible. And remember, Ross was in his bag at that time with the whole Anastasia... Uh, mixtape which should have been a goddamn album if you guys remember that time um that to me is like the most i would say the best collaboration it's not the biggest hit that they put out together but to me that's their best collaboration now if i'm going with their best hit i'll say 
it's a tie between I'm on one and Aston Martin music. It's a, it's a tie to me. I don't really know which one, man. I, Q, help me out here. Maybe maybe you can break that tiebreaker with your list. Who? What would you say is their best collaboration? Well, for me, it's a it's a no brainer kind of. If I'm gonna break it down like the way you did, um, I think their best collaboration is Ashton Martin music, and it's 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 not close because Ashton Martin music at the time, you have to remember how you felt when you heard it. Like you have to remember the hook, which wasn't even neither of them. That was, uh, I believe, it was um, Chrisette Michelle. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it, uh, the hook was fantastic. Um, and then like, I think Drake was on, Drake didn't even have a verse on it. If, if I'm, if, if I'm not mistaken, he just did the It was more like yeah, a he bridge. Did the bridge. Wait, it, he did the bridge. bridge yeah. But then remember he, he ended up releasing on the music video, the Paris Morton music, which yes, was, was, yes. was, you know, was uh pretty much a long ass verse where he kind of ranted like he did on lemon pepper freestyle but that song Absolutely. was really a drake type song rick ross was spitting serious ass boss ass bars on there it was fantastic mm-hmm. i think it, the whole package was great which by the way i think we need to give our credit and we got to give our flowers which we're going to be giving some flowers out soon but we got to give our flowers to noah 40 shabib yes i hope i'm saying that right because he made that the, the beat on that song is fantastic and for drake's earlier stuff he was instrumental ironic he was instrumental in all the instrumentals that he gave him i like that's the pun. The best i like i like, I like that, the right? pun there i like that i like I'm that on my, I'm, I'm on i'm on one you but, sure um, yo that was that see remember when the show started i said mm, uh-huh. that was that was a mm, yeah that was, that was one of those i give you i yeah. give you credit you know and but my personal favorite one is um uh no new friends like mm. i i love i'm on one i love i'm on one i'm on one is like, it's tough the the no new friends like it's aside from the song being dope as hell yeah but the meaning behind the song like yeah and how intricate drake's hook is on yeah. there Woo! Yeah. it was so intricate drake had another version of it that was just a slow song and yep. it worked, <laughs> but um, to me, yeah. no new friends. Those those are the two that really stand out to me. But they're, they're a lot. Like if I'm going through this list, five stars, five stars, five stars. You get Absolutely. five stars. You get five and, and, stars. And by, and by the stars. way, and by the way, let's list let's let's name some of these joints that because I think a lot of these actually deserve some honorable mentions and they need to be discussed. Like Gold Roses, the one that just dropped mm-hmm. like last year. That was nominated for a Grammy, bro. And speaking of Grammy, in Ross's verse, he said, he said, I'll probably never be nominated for a Grammy. He said, but he said, damn, what was his I, I'll he probably said, never be nominated for a Grammy. I'll never win a Grammy. I'll probably never win a Grammy, said, but they'll never, they'll never understand un- me. They'll never understand me. I thought yeah. that that bar was so simple, but also so like profound. Cause and he man, got not and the song got nominated for a Grammy. So look see? at look at that. Look, look at that. At, look at how that works. Gold Roses needs to be mentioned. Uh, uh, Lord knows. <clears throat> Remember, Lord knows, guys. On take mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Definitely a tough. That was what set it all off to me. The collaboration between them two. Um, dice pineapples with Wale. Dice pineapples, absolutely. Yep, yep. And um, um, there's there's a couple other money in the grave. To me, wasn't that good of a collaboration between the two? If you ask I me, would that's say one of their that's that one of their one more of the average ones. Yeah. That's one of the worst to me. Um, but. 
Uh, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, probably somewhere in the middle of the pack for me in terms of their collaborations, even though that's a pretty good song. So, yep. There yeah. You go. So, um, you guys let us know what you, you know, what your favorite Ross and uh, Drake collaboration was. We want to hear from y'all. You agree, disagree with us. Uh, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next topic, bro. Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off the, uh, the whole collaboration theme. What are some of hip hop's best tandem slash collaborations? Like when these two people link up, like it's uh, more than likely going to be a hit. Who are some of these people? Like who are these, some of these collaborations that you can think of? Hmm. So you remember we talked about this pre-production. We said, man, like, are we going to go rapper, rapper, you know, rapper, rapper collaboration, rapper, producer collaboration. Um, the list is actually very long, and I'm sure we're going to leave some people off this list. So we're looking for y'all to also chime in on social media. Let us know, you know, what you guys think, who you guys think is the best collaborations. But um, I want to list a few. Uh, I would say Jay-Z and Kanye West are, to me, among the elite, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of rapper, rapper, slash rapper, producer. And actually... If you really think about it, that's one of the more unique collaborations probably in rap history because Kanye is not only a super producer, he's also at one point was considered an extremely good rapper. I'm not going to be like he's a legendary rapper or anything, but there are some people who consider Kanye a, a really good rapper, right? At least at one point in his career. So we all know about Watch the Throne. To me, that's that is going to go down in history as one of the one of the best collaboration albums ever. It might be up there. It might be top three, not two or three. <laughs> it might be number one best collaboration albums ever. If you really think about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, if you notice Kanye, Kanye actually, anybody he works with, he's, he's, he does well with, right? Like Kanye does well with Big Sean. He does well with Jay-Z. He does well with Kid Cudi. I would say Kanye was his best. I like Jay-Z and Kanye. I co-signed that. I feel like Kanye and Common were a very underrated tandem. Very underrated. I just feel like Kanye took the time to understand Common. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I think that's the best when the two artists or the, the artist and the producer take the time to understand each other figure out the type of beats they need or figure out the type of energy they need. When they can do that, I think greatness gets made. And I feel like Kanye, at a time where people didn't understand Common, remember, people didn't yeah. understand what, what Common was about at the time. Like, Conscious Rap in, like, 2000s was not was not super hot at the time. I don't even Kanye think brought Common that out. I don't even think Common understood Common. Because remember, he Common went through a bit of a, uh, a stylistic change Mm-hmm. Um, not only from a fashion standpoint, but even musically around that time we started, you know, uh, hooking up, uh, with, 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 uh, Kanye in the studio and making music. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, that's a good one though. That is a good way. Cause to me, like what you're saying, it's all about developing a sound, right? If you think about, like you said, Common and, and, and Kanye, what they did was they were able to get in the studio, develop a sound that was, that was best suited for, uh, for Common to shine. And, and I think Common produced some classic albums out of that, out of those sessions that they were a part of, right? And and so from a new school standpoint, you know, I want to show some some love to some of these dudes that are really making. I would say 
collaborations quality and and, and really doing it at, at the highest level. Uh, and it's probably people like, you know, Drake and, and Noah 40 Shabib, like you mentioned earlier, right? Now, Noah is a very interesting, I would say, producer because he kind of had... He's kind of like an engineer slash producer. I don't think he really gets his flowers from a production standpoint, but it's clear that what Drake and he him do is magic, to say the least. Also, 21 Savage is not much of a lyricist in many people's eyes, which I understand, guys. I'm not about to sit here and go to bat for, for, for 21 Savage as a rapper. However, I will say he is a very underrated rapper. Very underrated. And, and and hopefully that does not go by surprise to many of you guys, but what he and uh, Metro Boomin do from a sonic standpoint, and I don't mean Sonic the Hedgehog, goddammit, I mean, musically speaking, is like magic. Let's be very clear about that. It sounds very thematic, very theatrical, very cinematic. I, throw in every possible, insert word that means quality, and just um, gr- groundbreaking from a from a um, you know audio standpoint, it just sounds great. I think what they do is incredible. Um, probably not going to be remembered in hip hop history in terms of best collaboration albums, but they do do it at a very high level. So again, as we kind of touched on a little bit on this show, you know, if you guys are rappers, if you guys are artists, lock in with a producer, develop a sound, and your artistry could potentially go to that next level. Q, who are some of the people that uh, you also want to highlight? I want to I want to highlight, which I, I added to our list at the very last minute because this does not get said enough. Biggie and Puff Daddy's connection, mm. whoever the hell you want to call them, Diddy, P. Diddy, uh, Love, uh, Biggie and Puff Daddy, what they were able to achieve on Ready to Die was amazing. To me, from a production standpoint, that is one of the most impressive body of works production-wise, if not the most impressive. It's my personal favorite. Ready to Die's production, there's so many classic beats. Even Juicy, even though Juicy's like an old-school sound, like Mm -hmm. production that was done on Juicy. It is not just Puff Daddy. It's Puff Daddy and the Hitman. You know, if you guys know. Yes. He has Stevie J. That's that's why Stevie J is on uh, Love and Hip Hop. Or uh, <laughs> because he's actually a legendary producer that worked with J- uh, Puff Daddy all these years, Mario Winans. And, Yo, by uh, the way, hey, by the way, the kids are not gonna know any of that about Stevie J. They they laugh no, at him. They think not, he they yeah. think he's a, a womanizer, which he is. <laughs> they think they think he they think he's crazy and this this dude who's a narcissist, which he probably is. But <laughs> musically speaking, there's a reason why he is respected by people who know music and Puff Daddy and like you said the hitmen are definitely up there in that in that uh they should be up there in, in, in your in your rankings for sure. But I mean if you go back to just go go back and listen to the two biggie albums that came out and just listen to the beats. Just take the time and just listen to the beats and you will be blown away by what you hear. But then also I don't know about if you used to do that when we were kids like in the 90s which I, I know I'm aging myself but um I used to li- literally wait for Puff Daddy to be like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Take that, take that. Take that, take that. Puff Daddy yeah. is on hypnotized. He's on hypnotized a lot. 
just going, uh-huh, yep. yeah, that's right, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds legit, like, it sounds so tight to me. He was doing it with bass, too. But, like, with yeah, Biggie, man. it just, it the two worked. Uh, like, it just, the flashy dude that with the gutter dude from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. like, to me, that all that matters. All that matters, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think you can't go wrong with the list that we, we we both said we gotta also remember Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Absolutely said it in passing. That's one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Eminem and Eminem and Dr. Dre. Eminem and right? Dr. Dre. It's it's funny how Dr. Dre and let's not even forget Dr. Dre and 50. Now I don't want to say Truth I don't hurts want... and Dr. Dre. <laughs> now the 50, the 50 and Dre collab, that is kind of underrated, but I don't think they had enough of a catalog like. To re- I know they had hits together, but I don't think they worked enough together, in my opinion, to really be on this list. However, here's some other names I want to throw out. Like I said, uh, Eminem and Dre uh, definitely deserves to be on that list. Some new school guys who probably won't be legendary, but again, they exude everything that we're discussing, which is that synergy from a production and, and lyrical, not lyrical, but like a vocal standpoint, Gunna, Wheezy, and Turbo, Right. These are some dudes that are really making waves. You know, it's it's no coincidence that people like Nav want to, they want to bite off that sound. And I say bite respectfully because I actually think what Nav did on that project with uh, Wheezy and Turbo was pretty decent. You know, mm-hmm. it was pretty decent, you know. Uh, so, no, that's a good point. Oh, and by the way, I want to point out that Biggie, uh, I'm sorry, Puff Daddy and, and, and the family, whoever they are, produced and executive produced uh, the Biggie documentary that's on Netflix right now, which by the way is phenomenal. You gotta watch that joint. I'm oh, telling you, I gotta watch that. Yeah, definitely it's called. Uh, it's called. I got a story to tell. I it it, it highlights all of that stuff that you just mentioned. It even dives way deeper than I've ever seen any story on Biggie, um, dived into. So, yeah, check that out. Take that. Take that. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Imagine if we got Diddy the freaking. Just do ad libs throughout our podcast. Can you imagine it, that? It would happen one day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 let's go. Let's y'all, go. Y'all, y'all tripping though, but it's okay. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. Next topic though. Let's move on though. Uh, the next one we want to talk about is who are some of hip hop's best and most talented crews to ever grace music. And I know the list is going to be long, guys, you know, and as always, like I said before, man, this goes without saying, you know, if you've got some people that are not on our list or people that you think we should have highlighted way more, join the convo on uh, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere that we are on social media and, and, and give us, you know, the list and tell us why. But Q, who are some people you want to highlight some crews that are legendary in hip hop? Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, I, I came up with this topic because uh, Lil Durk and his OTF gang came out with a, a, a new album, which y'all should check out. It's it's very violent, very gangster. Um, I don't know how I got through it saying, matter of fact, I listened to it hiding under my bed. But um, it, it, it had me thinking, like, you know, what are some of the best crews to ever grace the hip hop stage? Um, and so... From this list that you and I were able to put together, uh, there were some a few notable people, a few notable people. I think uh, if you were talking about the most successful crews, uh, you got to put G-Unit on there. But 
I think the best crew is Young Money. When you talk about Young Money, think about it. You got Lil Wayne, which at the time, Lil Wayne, when they were at their highest, Lil Wayne was the hottest rapper in the game. Uh, and then Drake. We all know about Drake, right? Then Nicki Minaj, which is almost just as hot as those two, if not hotter. Um, and then Tyga. People forget Tyga was on Young Money. And then, you know, you had other people like Chanel, and uh, which at the time people actually cared about, Lil Chucky, <laughs> uh, 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 Jay Mills. But Young Money, if you look at it from a selling standpoint, a worth standpoint, that crew was stacked. That crew was really stacked. Um, I mentioned G-Unit. Really, what's really funny about G-Unit is 50 Cent did his thing. And at the time, Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, we really cared about them a lot. But I would say that the their careers, Lloyd Banks and Young Buck, did not get to the point to where I thought it could go. I, I always felt like they could have been even more popular if they stayed together. But uh, G-Unit was very successful at the time that they were doing their, you know, they were at the top of the world. TDE, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, J-Rock. Right now, I think they have probably the most anticipated releases uh, in the game right now. Where if Schoolboy Q says he's dropping something tomorrow, like, we're going to be on it. Kendrick Lamar says they're dropping something tomorrow, we're going to be on it. Remember, SZA is a part of TDE. If SZA says she's dropping something tomorrow, we're going to be on top of it. So that was a couple that came to my mind as as uh, some of the best, some of the most successful. Uh, we can't forget about other people like Rockefeller, Murder, Inc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will f- I will forget about St. Lunatics, though. I, 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 I. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. Please do, but respectfully speaking, because they I were high at one point. They were high. The St. Lunatics are accusing Nelly of like leaving them be. Nelly was like, uh, uh, y'all stay over there. Uh, I, mean, uh. I mean, was he wrong for that? I, I'm just uh, Murphy on, Lee was nice. Stop it. Stop. I'm just, I'm asking I questions. Take, I asked I will a question. Not take Murphy Lee slander. It was a Murphy question. Murphy was nice. My G. By the way, Murphy Lee went like triple platinum or something like Murphy that on his, well. on his album, on his debut I album. I thought FYI. Murphy Lee, I thought Murphy Lee was going to be great. Um, Yo, I want to, I want to pivot back though. Cause like, you're right, man. The first people, first crew you mentioned was Young Money. And I think that uh, if we're being realistic and we're being real with ourselves, Young Money has to be the greatest crew. But I do want to mention, respectfully speaking, uh, Cash Money as well, because it's obvious that Wayne came from that. There wouldn't be a Young Money without Cash Money, more than likely. And we cannot forget about what Wayne did prior to starting Young Money. And, you know, that whole, basically, I'll say up to Carter too, right, is essentially pre-Young Money to me for Wayne. But Juvenile, BG, I know this is like probably going way back than what some of our listeners even know about, but let's not let's not forget and let's be very clear, guys. Go back and do your Googles. Cash Money Millionaires, from a business standpoint and also from a record sales standpoint, should be respected like as hip hop royalty in terms of groups. You talked about uh, TDE. I don't I don't want to repeat any of that, but just know you're you're one hundred percent right about everything you said. And I think people do forget about SZA and that she is part of TDE. Like, I, I really don't 
think that your average people remember that on a, on a regular basis. And let's be clear. One person you also forgot, and maybe you excluded this person on purpose, but Absol. I think Absol is a unicorn. I really do. I think lyrically speaking, Absol is a unicorn. I think if Absol said, yo, I'm dropping my next project in one week, I do believe hip hop would go crazy for that. I do. Just because of the fact that he does not drop a lot of music, period, and what he can actually do on the microphone. It was, Why is it- he, dis- he displayed it perfectly on, uh, on that song with Russ. Why did just every recently. one of them take a long ass time to make an album? Like every one of know. them, like <laughs> it takes Schoolboy Q a long ass time, Kendrick Bro, a long ass time. Up. It takes uh, what's the other dude uh, uh, that was barely it drives me on? crazy. Uh, Isaiah Rashad, another Isaiah one. Isaiah Rashad, yep. thank you. I'm like, what? Come on, man! Like it takes y'all Bro. all five years. I don't know, but um, no, nah, that's a good point, man. But I don't know, man. Maybe that's strategy, dude. Maybe it's kind of like the Playboy Cardi effect. Like, go ahead and make people wait so they can't wait no more. And even when they can't wait no more, now they're agitated that they haven't gotten new music from you, that they go back to your old shit and reminisce. I don't know, bro. Like, maybe it's a strategy. But I do want to highlight a couple other crews, though, that, that deserve to be mentioned, in my opinion. MMG. Now they're probably not on the same tier as um, TDE and 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 Young Money and Rockefeller and all these other people that we mentioned. But let's not forget about the impact that Rick Ross had um, post hustling and how he was able to create a legacy for himself and then craft a crew and 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 bring Meek Mill onto the squad, bring Wale onto the squad. And I think what they did during that the height of MMG was was extremely um, underrated, and I think hip hop will forget about MMG's impact, unfortunately. But I think that they did some great things. Also, what QC is doing right now, I believe, is going to go down in in history. And I think if they keep up this pace, um, people are going to remember it for a very long time. Let's not forget about what the Migos were able to accomplish. Right? Um, part of the reason why they were even they were even able to make blasphemous statements talking about we're bigger than the Beatles was because of how hot they were, was because of how scorching flames they were at the height of the Migos era. And you transition that over to what Lil Baby is doing. I will even attribute some of what Cardi B is doing to what the QC label has done. I don't think she's signed to QC per se, but I know she had like a management deal with QC. But I would, again, I would say what Cardi B has done, at least early on, maybe even up until the point where she is now was a product of QC management. You know, um, you talked about it, Rockefeller, dude, I feel like we could really do deep dives on half of these things that we're saying, but we really don't have the time. So I'm just going, I'm going to reiterate the Rockefeller crew murder Inc. What Dreamville is doing deserves to be mentioned. 100%. Let me see. Uh, go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, not to cut you off, but let me say this. What's up? You know what? I, I noticed just looking at this list. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. The crews that were developed from homies are the ones that are having issues. Think about it, right? Like G Unit started out as 50 Cent, Tony Ayo, their homies, and they broke up. Lloyd Bank, they broke up. Um, you talk about um you talk about St. Lunatics, like I said earlier. They were friends. They came from St. Louis, they broke up. You talk about um who else on this list? Uh, Death Row. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, everybody just, they, ca they came up kind of together. They all broke up. But then the people that like, like MMG, from what I understand, they're still cool. Like Wale, Meek Mill, even though they can't, they were acquired. They were like free agents. You know how like in sports, they were kind of picked up. When, they were acquired. When, they were acquired, but they definitely had issues. Let's not forget about the the tension between. I mean, but they're, they're Wale, still together. Wale it's, and Meek. They had they had some tension. That was nothing. That like that that to me was just like differences. But like they still bro. they still repping MMG. They apparently, repping apparently that beef was about Meek Mill being upset that Wale didn't post his album or some something yeah. stupid like Meek that. Mill beef I'm just everybody. I'm just saying. Meek Mill was beefing with everybody, so that's why I said that was nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I know um, I'm I'm 100% agree with that. It's interesting though, like to see that like a lot of these, which is kind of <laughs> sad, like a lot of Odd Future, Odd Future were homies, like they were all cool. They skating together, they broke up. Yeah. YBM the Mirror and YBM Almighty J. I mean, I think they still YBM, but they broke up. So it's kind it's kind of yeah. it's kind of interesting. It's kind of, diplomats, right? Jim Jones mm, and Amron go yo, back. We, we actually forgot. We forgot. We, we forgot that on the list. Impact on dip hip hop. Dipset impact on hip hop. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm not. They're gonna my lie. favorite. They're they, my exactly. favorite. Exactly. You just took the words right out of my mouth. They're my favorite. You remember how I was in high school, man? They ran our. They ran everything during. I would say the mid 2000s, bro. Uh, they, like they they ran it. Dogs were wearing pink. Dogs were in pink. Outfits like not even like borderline <laughs> pink, they were like pink, pink, and then that was cool. Hey, 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 Everyone hey, hey. Did that. hey, look, 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 thugs are, shirt. thugs are doing all types of shit these days. A, a young thug himself, the 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 one who's the th he has thug in his name, wears dresses. Hey, you look, you wear pink right now, you wear oh, pink. Oh, this is him. and I'm a and I'm and I'm not a thug. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, you did slap somebody the other day, but I, I, we yeah. won't talk about that. Yeah, wasn't it you? Oh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I slapped you. I, oh. What's that? What's that Dirk line? We ain't gonna talk about. Uh, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> anyway, what about nah, some of the over? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was think. Sorry, I was thinking of the Tory Lanez line where he was dissing Chance oh, the Rapper. He's like, Chance the Rapper, mm, too irrelevant. Sorry. Go ahead. I will place that line with my shit is looking heaven sent. Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, what's up? What about overrated? How, what are some of the crews that you felt like maybe people mm. up and they weren't, they weren't, uh, they didn't live up to expectations. Yeah. So man, you know, this hurts me to say this because, um, you know, this person is a legend in every right, but I do firmly believe that OVO the collective of OVO, what Drake has developed, October's very own, has been extremely underwhelming and they have underachieved as a collective. And, and, what, and what I mean by that is not in terms of record sales, because it's clear that like when it comes to that type of stuff, what Drake has done can make up the record sales of like your average crew, if, if not your top crew. But I just mean from, the, from a talent standpoint, they have division on the staff. Division to me, we talked about on the last episode, is is so under they're criminally underappreciated. It pisses me off, right? Roy Woods to me is is a talented artist. It's it's remains to be seen how big of an artist he can be. But I do believe they have talent on their roster. They un, they are underachieving overall. Um, 
another another uh one that's maybe not as controversial, we the best. Uh Khaled obviously developed that. Ace Hood was the flagship artist on that at the height of We the Best. They tried to bring on Kent, what's his name? Kent Jones. Remember that dude named Kent Jones? I remember he, he had telling that one me hit. this. Yeah. He telling me that. Yeah, 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 yeah he definitely did. Yeah, but We the Best never really materialized into the brand that was being sold to us, I in my opinion. Um and then uh probably the last one I want to mention is uh Wiz Khalifa's Taylor Gang. You know, I feel like at the height of Wiz Khalifa, when he had Chevy Woods on the crew, he had um he even brought on Juicy J as a as a cast member on on that whole label uh for Taylor Gang. I just feel like that could have been bigger than what it was, but unfortunately, it did not materialize into something bigger and um for that, those are my top ones that I feel like mentioning right now that to me never really they never really grew into what they could have been. Did you say uh when you when you said uh we the best did you mention Ace Hood? Of which, course I did. Which 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 I want to say something. How many of these labels or crews mismanaged mm. artists? Mm. That's the biggest thing. A lot of these crews mismanage artists and I think we the best maybe if if you if you were to put DJ Khaled on a, a lie detector test, he'll probably say that, yeah, I could have did a little better with how I, I uh, managed Ace Hood and them. And that's why I want to bring up a label that um, people are going to probably be like, what are you talking about? But let me explain myself because it's really about mismanagement. Bad Boy. So if you look at Bad Boy in the 90s, the early 90s, I'm going to name these people. I'm going to name all these people that were on Bad Boy at the time. Biggie, Faith Evans, Total, 112, Mace, Deluxe, which consisted of Jadakiss, Sheik Luch, Styles P, Legends, Shine, Black Rob, Foxy Brown, apparently. Wow. Think about what they've done the last 20 G-Dep. years. G-Dep. G-Dep. <laughs> Let's say, we G-Dep. can say G-Dep. Hey, Black hey, Rob. hey, hey, you forgot Loon. Black Rob, Loon. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything, but the, the, the heavy hitters. Let's just say the ones that had like major, major hits. I just named initially, right? All right. A lot of the people left because of mismanagement. A lot of people left because they said they they couldn't get royalties. They said that their relationship with Puff was whatever. Blah 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 blah. Bad boy could have been so much better. And in the last couple of years, remember Bad Boy in the last couple of years picked up French Montana, Machine Gun Kelly. They picked up uh, the band. Remember the band? All these people with crazy potential. But I just feel like they weren't able to maximize their abilities. So like for me, yes, the first eight, nine years of Bad Boy's existence was amazing. The last 20 have been pretty bad <laughs> so uh, that's that's one to me where the potential was really there but i don't know they didn't really live up to it which hurts me because i really love puff daddy i really love a lot of people on that on that in that crew M- boys mm. in the hood remember them with jeezy jeezy yeah, was on there bro they had bad boy south the bad boy was so bad strong boy they had a whole nother brand reminds me of um another label uh cash money look how look at the mismanagement that they've had from artists complaining and 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 saying yo like i didn't get my fair share of pay wayne 
the the cornerstone, the bedrock of what cash money ultimately turned out to be, which branched out to young money. Even Wayne himself talking about, yo, where's my money? Right? He had, imagine going to your dad, right? <laughs> which Birdman is, uh, you know, his stepdad. That's not his biological. Saying, yo, where's my $30 million, bro? Where? I need it now. But you can't do anything because that's your dad. What you gonna do? Sue him? They, they, these are two dudes who have kissed on camera. These are two dudes who he's made songs talking about I'm stunting like my daddy. It's clear that he loves this man unconditionally, but yet he owes him 30 to 40 million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's the height of mismanagement in terms of money. It's mainly, especially when when Lil Wayne's pretty much your cash cow. Like Lil Wayne at the time, at a certain point, Lil Wayne was carrying cash money. Absolutely. So you know, I get that. I don't know. I don't. I, listen, I, I that's above my pay grade to figure out what happened there. Bro, but I'm, I'm, listen, it's all speculation. <laughs> if, if, if you do, engage, if you engage in all that, that's chatty patty behavior. That's that's chitter chatter. That's, I do that's feel speculatory like, speculation. I do feel like they they could have they could have been, been managed a little better. But yeah. um, last topic that I wanted to touch on, and this one was very interesting. And I want to hear, I want to hear your opinion on this first okay. so sure. I can see whether or not I rant or not. But in the news in the last couple of days, actually yesterday or, or no, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, uh, Jay-Z sold Tidal. Remember Tidal? The, the, the streaming service that was for the artist, black owned. We're going to do a different. Jay Z didn't want to put his albums on Spotify. He wanted to just put it all on Title. First and foremost, let me ask you something right now. Do you think Title was a failure? Mm. We can do, go I from there. do I think Title was a failure? I. It's hard for me to answer that question, like because I don't know the financials. I don't know what the projections were. But if you're just asking me on the surface, I would say yes. And and here's why. Uh, I feel like when, when Jay-Z gets involved with anything, you know, the expectation for that brand is for it to be through the roof from an image standpoint. It's for people to get involved at the highest level. It's for people to feel like there's someone like them at the helm who's doing it in a way that's not being done elsewhere. So with that, I think title started out really good. I think it started out really good, right? They they branded themselves on high quality audio, which I always thought to myself, that makes zero sense. I remember when people was like, yo, the 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 sound quality on title is better than all the other ones. And I was like, dude, what are you talking? Are you stupid? Like, I think it's all it was all a marketing ploy, but I don't want to digress too much. I think they got involved with uh with Drake, I'm sorry, Kanye on these exclusive deals, right? This was at the height of the exclusive content, uh, you know, phase in streaming. I think they started out good. However, I think when Kanye had a split with Jay-Z and they went away from each other and they no longer did exclusive deals, I think the publicity of Tidal went completely awry. No one really cared about Tidal like that. And it's almost like Tidal went away from streaming in terms of what the public cared about, and they went more into content. Think about all the all the, the video series, 
with uh, Elliot Wilson, Rap Radar, all of these different things that have been exclusively on title. They went more into video content um, and playlisting, but more so video content versus streaming, which is what I believe they were originally marketed to be. So if you ask me, was title a failure? Long answer, I just gave you. Short answer is yes. You're on okay. Mute. Okay. Um, oh, so let me ask you this: uh, it's 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 been announced that he sold it or sold some of it. I I can't tell you to Jack Dorsey of Square. He um, sold most of it. They said he showed. It's, it, the report was he sold a majority stake. He sold a majority stake. Okay. So do you think that was a good business deal? For who? From a from a standpoint for 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 both parties, do you th- or or let me rephrase this? How do you feel about that business deal? Jack Dorsey, by the way, is a white guy, which you know is interesting. It's a white guy that owns Square. How do you feel about that business deal? And by the way, I'm going to say this: Jay Z is now announced after the two things that he he had business deals with. I think the two things that he sold is title, and I believe it was like an alcohol something with alcohol. He is now a $1.4 billion person. He he is worth $1.4 billion. But yeah, I think how so. do you feel about this business deal? Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's Jay-Z, you know, and damn, man, it's a lot of money involved. But um, to be clear, so Jack Dorsey also owns Twitter. He also owns, yes, uh, he owns a lot of shit, but yeah, you're right. But no, and the other thing that Jay-Z sold in addition to title was, um, it was actually... His his uh, Ace of Spades, he sold he sold part of uh, Ace of Spades to LVRM whatever I don't know Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, I think that's what it is. LVMH is the name of the conglomerate that owns all of those brands. So yeah, how do I feel about it? I feel like Jay Z did what any business man who builds a startup does, which is looking for an exit plan. You know, he built up, he built up brands, he built up companies in order to sell. Like, I think the problem that we, and I don't know where you're going with this, but I'll say if I'm Jay-Z, this is a great move at, at, a, at, a, at a, on a surface level, I would say it seems like a, it seems like some ball shit. It seems like some ball shit. I don't really have a problem with the, with the sell of title to Jack Dorsey. I understand the racial angle that you're going with, no, uh, which I, I'm not. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. I'm just mentioning. You mentioned. You mentioned gonna prove this. My, is is going to prove? I'm going to. I'm going to move. Make some points after you. Okay. Done. You you mentioned this. I thought you were going with it. So my bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I understand that aspect. However, what, again, what I would say is, I think that what title was was a startup that Jay Z got a part. He became a part of, and I don't believe that his intent, which I can never confirm, was to stick with title for the entirety of his life. I think he built it up to sell it, which he eventually okay. did. Now, let me same I, same I, thing I, with now, uh, his Ace of Spades brand, but go ahead. You, you now have I, got, I got to cut I got to cut you off on this and I, I, I'm curious I'm curious to know what you think about what I think. And I know the world is gonna be a little off guard with what I'm about to say. So first and foremost, I want to preface my comments like Stephen A. Smith always says I want to preface my comments. I've said it before on Good in the Hood. Shout out your boy Juice. 
Uh, I said it before. I think Jay-Z is a better businessman than he is a rapper. And I understand, yes, Jay-Z is probably a top rapper ever. Maybe he, he's definitely on my top five, top two. He's not two. But $1.4 billion as a businessman? What? How many billionaires are in hip-hop right now? Kanye? Jay-Z. So to me, he is showing that he's probably a better businessman than he is a rapper. And, that, and, and that's saying that he's an amazing businessman. That's I want to make sure I say that. Second thing I want to say is I am I got my MBA, just like you. You got your MBA too, right? And what a lot of times what the people don't realize is that business is a very ruthless place. Business is a place where somebody can tell you one thing and then they will do anything, do something completely different in the interest of money. Why is that significant? What did I call this episode? What did I call this topic? I said, I want to talk about Jay-Z. Is Jay-Z a master manipulator? That's the title of this topic. And I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean this in a ruthless business way. Now, when Jay-Z announced title, what did he say title was? For the artist. Jay-Z said, we are, why are artists going on Spotify and Apple Music putting their stuff there? We're going to create our own Apple Music and Spotify. That was what was dear to the heart to him. And that's what he was telling people. And that's what made people want to latch on the title. Then he left. Now he sold it when the money came around. What did Jay-Z do when Travis Scott was trying to say, oh, I'm about, they want me to perform at the Super Bowl. Jay-Z said, don't perform at the Super Bowl. Don't do it for the NFL. They don't respect Colin Kaepernick. Jay-Z inked a deal with the NFL. What did Jay-Z say he did tell us not to do? What, what, what else uh, 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 did Jay-Z do? Jay-Z. Stop wearing. He said, stop wearing more. open. He said, stop wearing uh, 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 jerseys. I'm wearing button-ups. He said, <laughs> he said, I wear button-ups. Don't put money to your ear. Don't put money to your ear. There's a disconnect. I don't pop Molly, which is a good thing. This is positive. I don't pop Molly. I rock Tom Ford. I don't put rims in my car. Jay-Z tells us what to do, and we listen. We listen. But then we have to, we have to point out. I'm not going to say we have to hold him accountable. We have to point out the moments where it's like, hold on. You told us to do this. Then you sold the company. And now what is title now? Title is Spotify. <laughs> so so it's like to me I, I, we have to acknowledge i think the the big point my big takeaway from this is we cannot continue to put people on pedestals like us we all have to have our own minds we have to all analyze just because jay-z does something doesn't mean it's right just because jay-z does something doesn't mean we have to go in that direction because and this is not more this is not about jay-z this is more about us having our own minds Jay-Z, at the end of the day, is a businessman, a brilliant businessman, one of the best businessmen in American history. So when money comes around, Jay-Z might switch up. 
<laughs> so, so I wanted to point that out. I mean, because he, the thing is, I saw on Twitter, Jay-Z, which never tweets, by the way, Jay-Z tweeted on Twitter explaining himself, justifying himself why he sold title. Oh, I didn't see that. What did he say? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, we can pull it up right now if you if, yeah. if you want to pull it up. Nah, hold on. I didn't know he did that. Hold on. What? Yeah. Did it make sense? How about that? Did it make sense? I, I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I think it's I think it shit is like, we're going to do it live on the show right now, damn it. Yeah, please. Uh, you're a better reader than me, so. I actually am not. Um, Yo, what's his... Uh, I, I, his I, I don't know, what's actually. Called? Let's just say... Let's just say Jay-Z. It's like Sean. Isn't like S dot? Oh, Mr. Carter. SC. I got it. It's Mr. Carter. At SC. Which, by the way, that's amazing that he was able to get his name to be called at SC. What? Seriously? Well, uh, read it out. What what, what do you say? So you want me to read it? Did you find find the tweet? Yeah, I found it. Yeah, yeah, read that what out. What he real said, quick. what he said was, "This partnership would be a game changer for many. I look forward to all this new chapter has to offer. Jack is one of the greatest minds of our times, and our many discussions about titles, endless possibilities, have made me even more inspired about its future. This shared vision makes me even more excited to join the Square Board. That's interesting. I said, oh yeah, that was. I said from the beginning that title was about more than just streaming music, and six years later." It has remained a platform that supports artists at every point in their careers. Artists deserve better tools to assist them in their creative journey. So there you have it. Yeah. So when I hear that, when I hear that, um, that just sounds like a regular press statement. Um, Mm -hmm. Then no different that it's coming from Jay-Z's account versus some other white businessman that we don't know the name of. However, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. And this is not really devil's advocate per se, but this is more so how I really feel. And it's like, just because Jay-Z sold majority stake in title does not necessarily change the direction of the brand of title. I want to make that point very clear. I'll say it again. Just because Jay-Z sold majority stake in title does not necessarily mean that the direction of title is changing from what it was originally intended to be. And then secondly, let's be very clear, man. This happens in business. Change, the, the changing of the guards, the, the, the leadership, that changes all the time. The direction of a company changes all the time. Right. You can join a company today and their mission can be one thing. Two years later, they can be under new management and they can be pitched. They can be focused on a completely different mission. And your job may not be as important with that company anymore. Right. So I'm not knocking Jay-Z if he does decide or if he decided, yo, you know what I originally wanted title to be is not as important anymore. But according to his statement, he's saying that the brand of title right, which is supporting artists, still remains the case. I'm not familiar with title and the nuances of what they do for, like, at, at a business level and how they interface with artists to know whether or not that's true or not. But I'm just saying, Jay-Z claims that nothing is changing with title. He just cashed out. Yeah, but that, the, that, Essentially, that's what I happened. Get that. I get that. And, and, and Jay-Z, like, like, 
there should be no Jay Z slander. There should be no Jay Z slander. There should be no Jay Z insult or anything. What I'm trying to point out is money rules business. Money talks. Absolutely. At the end of the day, Jay Z can tell you he wants to do this, he wants to do that. This is a big deal. This changes the company. This is a big deal. And what has made it a big deal? You cashed out, which is yeah, okay. Absolutely. 300 we mil. To, we have if to I'm remember, not mistaken. Like, we have to remember when you always talk about the importance these artists, their voices have. And so when it's one thing for Jay-Z to say, title is going to be a great competitor to these other uh, streaming platforms like Apple Music and Spotify, which majority of the people have. It's yeah. another thing to indicate or insinuate that title is for the people and the other ones aren't. Because Jay-Z's voice is so important, he's going to actually make people turn away from Spotify. He's going to make people turn away from Apple Music. So it's like, it's it's interesting. I'm just going to say it's interesting. And, and by the way, yeah. Jay Z is going to Jay Z is going to do that because he has stake under title. Just like if I had stake under, I don't know, if I Dream Vision, we have Dream Vision, right? We have Dream Vision Network. Of course, yep. we're going to say Dream Vision Network is better than every other network. One hundred percent. What we do is is we care about everybody else more than everybody else. I have stake in it, and us as human beings have to remember. Remember. Correct. These people have stake in what they support. So yeah. like when he talks and says, don't do this, don't do that. He is using his power of his voice to sway you in a certain direction. Yo, I think um, to be honest with you, yeah, you just touched on the higher point, which is to me, the problem I have with the term influencer these days, right? And, 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 and I understand what it means. I understand exactly what it means for social media. However, to me, there's a difference between somebody who truly influences the culture, right? Like what Jay-Z does, he influences culture. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between mm -hmm. that and somebody who has 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 50,000 followers, and can get their people who follow them to maybe can get 20% of the people who follow them to click on a link to go buy a brand that they're supporting. Right. There's a difference. There's a major difference. Right. So I think at the end of the day, what you're touching on is everybody having their own mind and you said it. And I think that point is very clear. I think people should remember that at all times. Jay Z is doing what's best for him. And yeah, he may be looking out for the culture as well in certain respects, but let's be very clear. Jay-Z is a businessman and a very savvy one. And as you mentioned on previous episodes, and like you said, you mentioned it on a Good in the Hood episode with, with Juice, which is a which was an underrated point when you said it. I actually disagreed, but I see where you're coming from with that. I see where you're coming from with that because also another thing, again, Ace of Spades. That deal was another one that went right under the it went right under the table, went right under people's nose. And I think that one went more under people's noses than the title deal because how many of your average people have even tasted Ace of Spades? Mm. I mean, think about this. 
I personally have never had Ace of Spades. That's me personally. Me. And I'm not saying I can't afford it because I'm pretty sure you and I can go to the club right now and go order Ace of Spades. Yeah, it's going to cost a whole lot of goddamn money. But I could if I wanted to. But again, your average person doesn't, has never had it. So I think that people are not, your average people, average person rather, is not even listening but, to that deal. And but being here, like, oh, here's, here's oh the, that's here's a big point, deal. Here's the point though. Let me ask you something. How many people? How many people that do not have the money, that can afford Ace of Spade, which is pretty expensive, have bought it because Jay Z said that Ace of Spade is what's in. A whole lot. Same thing with Duse. Okay. Right. Same thing with Duse. I think with Duse. Right. Duse, we forget about Duse. I do say so myself. I do say so myself. There you His go. Influence has gotten a lot of people. Bro, the reason bro, I even know what Duse bro, is is because of Jay Z. Bro, look, influence, and and you know what? Maybe we should have a conversation not on this show because I do want to wrap up like this segment. Personally, maybe we should have a conversation about all of the things, all of the influencers, all of the people that influence an entire nation of people and people mindlessly participate in those things that they're saying. Because, look, we're all guilty. I came on. I came on this show and said, yo, Travis Scott was affiliated with with with, with freaking McDonald's. I went to McDonald's and bought the Travis Scott meal. Mm-hmm. Solely because of Travis mm-hmm. Scott, and I and I was very conscious of why I was doing it. He didn't make me spend my money, but I said, mm-hmm. "Yo, I want to see what that was about." It's do because you, of Travis Scott. Do you think Travis come, Scott come, eats? Come to do find, you think come Travis to Scott out. eats at McDonald's as a millionaire every day? Do you think McDonald's is one of his favorite restaurants to eat at? Like McDonald's, come on, bro. Absolutely not. Money talks, guys. Remember Absolutely. that. Money talks. So, like. As an aspiring artist that said, I don't trust Spotify, I don't trust Apple Music. Remember, money talks. Go with go with what you feel is right. I know some artists out there who only release their music on Bandcamp, where you can only sell your music and people have to your fans have to buy it. If you have a customer base where people are buying your music on Bandcamp and everybody's out there telling you, bro, what the hell are you doing? Why are you not on Spotify? Oh, why are you not on Apple Podcast? Oh, Apple Apple Music. Blah, 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 blah. Why are you not on Tidal? But you have money you're making? Don't let anybody actually sway you if it's working for you. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of successful Amen. artists. There's plenty of successful artists that are doing their thing their way. Amen. Don't get swayed by the pack, bro. Amen. Be, Amen. be a wolf. Be a wolf. Don't be a sheep. Amen. Put it Amen. like that. Amen. Amen. Hey, that should be, you know what? That should be the that should be the title of the episode, man. I like it, and I would hundred percent agree with it. Be a wolf, and not a sheep. I like that, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, let's end this segment, and when we come back, we're gonna get into some indie music reviews. Yes, sir. We are back with our indie review segment for this episode. And before we get started with the reviews, we want to thank everybody for submitting their music. As always, uh, I know some of you guys have been waiting for a, a minute, but again, we have a lot of submissions, so we will get to you when we can. If you are a new artist, up-and-coming artist, grinding artist, rising artist, whatever the hell kind of artist you are, if you want to review from us, the wise guys, make sure you hit that link Right there on the screen, if you're listening to the audio, it is illadvisedwiseguys.com slash contact and get in contact with us and uh, we'll get you guys on the list for a review from us. 
All right. Now, uh, with that being said, we got a new format for you guys. We're going to be playing some snippets, uh, 15 to 30 second snippets of the uh, the actual song itself that we are reviewing. Because uh, this is what you guys wanted. We put out a poll on uh, Instagram and Twitter and uh, asked if you guys wanted snippets. And nobody said no. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. Nobody said no. It was all yeses. So we're giving y'all what y'all want. So uh, Q. Let's do it. But first, y'all already know. Let's drop the intro. All right, as dramatic as ever, as can be, let's get into the first song of the day. We got a guy by the name of J Money Co. with his new song called Profit in a Pandemic. Uh, yeah, man. Let's play a little snippet real quick and then we'll give our thoughts. How about that? Q, can you hear this? Yes, sir. All right. Sounds real dark. Scary, scary hours. You know, I got a little pet peeve. If a song don't start in the first five seconds, I'd be getting bored a little bit. Bro, are you? Is it my attention span? Oh, oh, that shit comes in kind of hard, though. Hold on. Hold on, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Okay, 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 okay. It was picking up a little bit, but um, so Q, uh, I want to hear your thoughts first on this, man. Uh, if you don't mind, what are your thoughts on uh, Profit in the Pandemic by Jade Money Co? First and foremost, man, shout out to the person that produced the beats, the beat, uh, 27 Core Zones beats. Like, that beat's fire. That beat's tough. It got the horror movie vibes, and then also just like uh, it, it knocks. It's dope. Um, J Money Co. You know what? Somebody I've been listening to a lot of lately, Slow Tie. If you guys know Slow Tie, is a UK rapper that is kind of i think personally is demented a little messed up in the head but um he makes amazing music amazing music and jay money co kind of reminds me of that where the, the level of heinousness that he raps with very slimmer to the slow time especially on this song um his flows are stupendous his flows are extravagant his flows are excellent on this song and um from from what I heard from the lyrics, it, it just seems like it's really meaningful lyrics. Um, as you know me, like I'm still new to UK rap. This is still something I'm trying to get used to. And uh, the more and more I hear songs like this, the more and more I'm comfortable with it. Like, like I said, a little. I started off earlier saying that it takes a little long. Um, that's me being a little. That's my my pet peeve ass. Uh, song takes a little long to get started, but once it gets started, it's something serious. So I would I would probably give it a four or a four point five out of five. Damn, that's okay. That's a that's a good grade, bro. You 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 talked a lot of uh, not a lot, but you you had some criticisms. Uh, 
I don't know about you, but me personally, like when a song doesn't start when I expect it to start, it's it's a knock for me. Because you you got to think about it. You got to hear this song again, right? If you like it enough, you might add it to your playlist. You got to go, you got to relive that that intro a lot, right? Technically. But anyway, um, yeah, for me, I would say the, I would echo the, the what you said about the beat, man. The beat is tough. It's dark. It's 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 cynic. It's it's demented. It, it sounds very urgent. That's that's really the word that stuck out to me. That, that at least that came to me rather when um when I heard the song, and and I think J Money Code does a good job at meeting the urgency of the production. Uh, so from that standpoint, I see what he was doing, and I'd like it actually. Um. However, there there were a lot of parts in this song where he just kind of was, in my opinion, kind of fumbling over words. Like, it, it, I'm not about to... <laughs> and the reason why I'm laughing, because I'm somebody who listens to Gunna. I'm somebody who listens to hella people who mumble. So I was actually going to criticize him in a in a way and say, oh, like, a lot of words were not very clear. Uh, And so, listen, I'm going to say it anyway. There were a lot of things that were just not clear. It felt like he was kind of stumbling over words a bit. Uh, overall, though, I, I, I like the fact that he, again, he met the urgency of the beat because I feel like that beat is tough. You got to keep up with that beat. To me, that was the that was the essence of the song. And I think he did that. I think he did it well enough for me to say, OK, this is a good song. Uh, it could have been better in my eyes, again, if he if he did a little bit of, of a better job rapping. And staying in pocket a bit, but hey, I'm not gonna knock him too much, man. It was a it was a good song. It was a good song. I would give this actually three out of three point five out of five. So that's so that's me my personal grade. Um, okay, that's there's, fair. there's room there's room for improvement though. And it might I'll it might that. be like I said, it might be because I'm 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 I've been bumping slow tie a lot these last couple of uh these last couple of days because that new slow tie album that dropped, I really like it, and this gave me slow tie vibes. But I respect three point five out of five. Uh, next song, J Prime, is what it is. Let's go ahead J and hear that. J Prime is what it is. He's yeah, ready. Really, he's he, ready for prime time. He 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 is ready for prime time indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into this, man. J Prime is what it is. Q again. Let me know, Mike. Check if you can hear this. You got you good, you good? Yes, sir. Hey, uh. on the vibe. Yeah. I like it. I like this. Not gonna lie. How about that album artwork? That joint is fantastic. It's tough. It's tough. It's fantastic. Remember when I used to call myself Streetwalker? Streetwalker <laughs> Click? That's the type of picture. That's how I saw myself. Streetwalker. Yeah. Speaking of clicks, let me talk about click, streetwalker click. So it consisted of me and another person <laughs> that was not officially on it. Oh, right. No, <laughs> no, that was tough. Hey, so for me personally, I actually really like this song, man. You know, it was extremely vibey, extremely wavy. And I also like how the, the you know, he kind of floated over this beat, you know, 
reminded me very much so of Gunna, what he does on his on his beats. And um, you know, it, it almost puts you in a trance, if you will. And I think if that was the goal of this song, hey, shout out to you, J Prime. I think you did your job 100 percent And and I'm very curious though, because I want to hear from you directly. And you can hit us up, you know, whether it's Instagram, email, whatever. I want to know how you recorded this song. Because when the song starts out, it almost sounds like you were punching in vocals. Like you did multiple takes of, sorry, not multiple takes, but like you recorded each bar on its own, not necessarily straight through. It, it sounds so perfectly layered on the beat. You know, something very, you know, I would say nerdy that I pay attention to. I'm an artist at heart. So these are little little nuances that I pay attention to. But hey, man, I think you did a good job on this, man, for real. This is a this is a this is a vibe. It's so it's a wave, man. I legit might save this to my to my internal playlist. I might. I might. I might I need I might need to hear it one more time, but I think it has the potential to uh to end up in my playlist for real. Like this is a quality sounding song, not only from an engineering standpoint, from a production standpoint. I think what he did on the actual song rapping, he did just enough. He did what it what the beat called for. He didn't do too much. He stayed within pocket, and I thought that overall it's a good song. This to me, this is four point five out of five. Q, like this is four point five out of five. Interesting. What you think? Yeah, you know something. Uh, it's, I think it's obvious that this the song is good. I think it's obvious the flows that he used were impeccable. I think it's yep. obvious that dude has talent. But I, I do have a question for Jay Prime, which I think was pretty genius. I believe. I guess this is not a question. I believe J Prime has serious potential. You know how certain people you can just tell? Like when J. Cole came out, J. Cole came out with workout. You knew J. Cole was better than workout. J. Cole also came out with Middle Child. Middle Child kind of sounds similar to what all these other rappers are making. So for me, I I I I feel like I, I like the song. But I feel like this is kind of a song that all these other rappers are making also. You know, you, you get you hear what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, I feel like I've heard this song before, you know? But within that, within this song, I feel like I hear a, a potential for greatness in Jay Prime. I feel like he he has more in his bag than this. So if, if you were to ask me what Jay Prime is, I think he's more J. Cole than Gunna. But it remains to be seen. And I feel like this could just be his middle child. This could just be his workout, but he has more in his stash that's better than this. And that's more unique. That's more creative. So it remains to be seen. But for this particular song, I think it's, it, it, it did his job. It did what it was supposed to do. Hook us up with vibes, um, reminders of what, uh, what every, everything else that came out. So I give it about a four out of five. Interesting. Yo, before I, uh, by the way, you made some good points. I do want to say, bro, is there an earthquake where you are? Your your screen is literally moving every time you move. Like, what, oh. what's going on? <laughs> but like, you're making me dizzy, man. Are you? Oh, yeah. Is your is your screen moving? Like, is it just me? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, man, the bass, the 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 bass in the damn song is moving. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, you you said something that was interesting, and but and I will say. I don't know his. I don't know the rest of his catalog, so I'm. I don't. I don't know about that statement where you say he. You think he's more of J. Cole? I don't know. I haven't heard another song from him. 
I don't really know what else he can do. It remains to be seen. Like I said, whether, that's my intuition. Whether, that's, that's what you I'm feel guessing. So you're just I saying feel you it. feel. I'm, I'm not saying. I hear certain things that I'm like, okay. I think he is not quite this. No, no, no. That's for sure. Because the way he was stringing together even his thoughts, mm-hmm. right? It's it, it, complete thoughts, which mm-hmm. makes me feel like he is able to tell stories. This makes me think that he maybe has a few songs where he's, he, you would consider a storytelling song. Hold on, hold on, um, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Wait, wait one second. The way he was stringing together his thoughts? Oh, jeez. He's, he, he's winning in that type of way? He's winning? <laughs> bruh, bruh. Damn! Bruh, like, bruh. How, how is he stringing them together? Like, together in, like, one... One unit, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, uh, uh, he got a starting five of thoughts. Yeah. Now, now, one would argue. Now, one would argue, if you string together thoughts, you're a pimp. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Like, if you're stringing them together, that means you have multiple on end. Therefore, you could be considered a thought. No, no, not a thought. I was saying thoughts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he stringed together uh, a bunch of different thoughts that were co- coherent and, and clear to me. Four, yeah. four out of five, though. Four out of five. Good work. Good work. Yeah, nah, four this was dope. This is dope. Good look. All right. Uh, shall we move on to the next song? Let's do that. Yes, sir. All right. So next song we have is by a gentleman by the name of Bad Fish. And by the way, Bad Fish also was on our last episode. Remember, Q, he, he submitted a song called, uh, called uh, Good Morning. And remember, you and I, we, we actually disagreed, I would say, heavily on what we thought of that song. And so he wasted no time because he did enjoy our review. Shout out to you. And he said, yo, man, like, y'all, y'all, y'all had me mistaken, especially Ooch. I'm, I, I can I can bar y'all up too. Like I can give y'all some some extra extra bars. And I said, oh word. Well, let me hear it. And he said, cool. He submitted the song. And now we're here. <laughs> here is a song by uh, Bad Fish by the name of uh, Get It Cracking. Off. If you hate, then fuck you. I'm uh. in the building like nails in the structure. I'm making noise like a vibe with no muffler. Flipping all these words, spitting rhymes like I'm Buster. It's getting ugly when I spark. Bubba. Okay. Bump this in your mm. Interesting. I'm known to bring the motherfucking ruckus in you. Uh. Sound like Pat stays opponents. Suckers. I'm gonna fast forward a bit. Let's let's get to the middle of the song. Okay. So, okay, I guess so I that, get it. So, so I, I, get, I got, I got that. I understand. Beamer, Beamer, Vincent, Bentley, Lloyd Banks. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beamer, Vincent, Bentley. What? Beamer, Vincent. That was a. That was a. You know. I, get I see. It. Q. What do you think of this song, man? Oh, <sighs> okay. Be fair. Be fair. Okay. 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 So I was actually somebody that vouched for Bad Fish on his last song. I said, "Yo, I think he's he he's 
his last song was not an indication of exactly who he is as a rapper. I can just tell. And I would love to hear what else he had to offer. This is a complete 360. We're talking Vince Carter 360 of the type of song that he submitted last time. This is a killer rapper type song. That's one of my favorite terms. He is out for blood. He getting it back in blood. Like Pooh Shiesty says, he's getting his respect back in blood. He's talking to you. Ooch. <laughs> he's talking to you. He about to get it back in blood. He won't talk to me because hey. I, I, I vouch for this man. Hey, hey, hey. All I got to say is big brr. Killer <laughs> Big brr. <laughs> big brr. <laughs> hey, uh, get it back in blood. Uh, he's getting it back in blood. But I will say this. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, I think rappers think that if you rap hard and you rap aggressively, that it will automatically resonate with people. He is rapping hard. He is rapping aggressively. He is flowing very well. I will say though, um, so pretty much he's not just rapping aggressively. He's doing a lot of good things. But I will say this: the punchlines were a little elementary. They were a little predictable. I think they they were a little simple. I mean, I I listen. I'm a nitpicker. I'm a super duper hip hop fan, so I nitpick on certain things. I think if the punchlines were a little more intricate, a little more clever, a little less predictable, you would have had me. You would have completely had me. Number one. And number two, I will, just to be honest with you, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I don't love Bad Fish's rap voice. I don't love it. I think it, it sounds very, it sounds, uh, uh, it sounds ordinary. I think it sounds like a regular Joe. I, it, I think more of a mic presence would elevate his words a little more. And then thirdly, I feel like the beat is like Lil Wayne. Uh, remember Lil Wayne has a couple of songs with uh, Bangladesh, uh, like Amelie. That's the, that's what this gave me the vibes of. Even when it goes to, 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 to. Like when it does that, it kind of gives me a Millie vibes. Not not a Millie. What's the other one? Six foot, seven foot. Like it kind of gives me those two vibes. But um, he is clearly a phenomenal rapper. I think this song was to get it back in blood. His respect back in blood from you, Ooch. Because you mistake him. You mistook him. I don't even know if mistook is a word. But this is about you. He's getting it back in blood. But overall, I think the song is about, a, I would say a 3.5. 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Um, well, I guess uh, maybe I got to take shelter because um, hopefully I'm not too harsh with my uh, with my uh, my review for this particular song. But um, no, I do want to say, though, you made fair points. And I, and I actually want to expound upon some things that I actually agreed. And I was going to say that you mentioned, which is... Uh, I think he did prove that he can rap, right? Because I, because that to me that was my biggest criticism, in my opinion, on his last song that he submitted, and I just felt like it wasn't. He didn't do enough for me to to really showcase what he can do, and it just it just didn't work for me. Like I I could see myself liking that last song a little bit more, but in particular this song, I thought he did a good job at rapping and really stringing together consistent bars that were able to 
put on display that he can rap. But I think your point about his rap voice, a.k.a. his delivery, I think needs to be expounded upon. You know, and I've been kind of like going back and forth about this because I, I feel like the concept of delivery, rap, rap delivery is one that is, it's, it's subjective, right? There's certain people who think that <laughs> Lil Bow Wow sounds like an incredible sounding rapper. <laughs> but I am one of those people. It, it, that was a shot at you. Big brr, brr. Hey, I'm coming for blood. I'm coming for brr. <laughs> no, but seriously. But that you're actually making my point, right? So while in one breath, you can say, okay, somebody sounds good on the microphone, but do they actually possess the skill set to display whether or not they can rap? I think, uh, sorry, Bad Fish, I think he's about average middle of the pack to me in terms of delivery. Like, he does, he's not terrible. He's also not the best. Also, in terms of his ability to rap, yeah, he has bars, but you're right. They were a little bit of elementary. And I'm not I'm not sure if I like this beat that he chose. Punchlines in particular. Punchlines. I don't, I don't love this beat. I don't love this beat. It sounded, I know you equated it to six foot, seven foot. But to me, it sounded more like the 8-bit, 16-bit version of, 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 of that exact beat. I don't know if you following me, Q. I'm, I'm talking about computer sounds. For anybody who knows what I'm talking about, it's not quite what you're known. It's like almost there. And I just feel like the song overall yeah. was like yeah. almost what it could have been if Things were done a little bit better, but uh, yo, I'm not gonna knock him too much, honestly. It's a good. It's uh, you know what? I, I I'm not. That's what I say. I'm I'm not gonna knock him too much because I think that he was consistent throughout the song. He did enough consistently throughout the song for me to be like, yo, this is actually a pretty decent song. You you and, you and look at the and look at the end of the day, I'm a tough critic. Okay, I'm tough. I'm a tough critic. I'm, I I rate. Thousands bro, of songs, you know. Like, I'm a tough critic, bro. Like, and so it's a, it's not. It, when I say something's average, I don't actually mean it's trash. I just mean like, yo, there's another level to what you're doing that can be stated. So we have to rank it appropriately. So if I'm giving this a grade, which I will, I would say this is about three out of five. This is about okay, three out of five to I me. Agree. This is. I think I gave his last song two out of five. This song is better to me. Mm. This is better. Okay. It's a better, you know, it's a better you, showing. You know what this? You know what this song remind me of, and I think this is why I kind of have. I, I don't love it. You know, like when if you had like a math teacher, that like you know was like. He he's your math teacher. You you just look at him as a teacher, and mm -hmm. then one day he's like, "Yo, guys, I can rap. Let me show you that I can rap." And he just starts spitting bars. Like, whoa! I would have never expected a math teacher to be able to rap, but at the end of the day, you don't sound like. The other rappers that we listen to, but you sound like somebody I didn't expect to have bars. That's yeah, what this yeah, kind of yeah. reminds me of. It sounds like somebody that is not necessarily a rapper, but he's showing you that he can rap. I think mm. there's two different tiers. There's a tier where you are a rapper, and then there's a tier where you can rap. He can absolutely rap, but I don't think he sounds like a rapper. Does that make to me, sense? To me, that is an underrated point right there. I agree wholeheartedly. And there's a lot of people out there like that. There's a lot, a lot. 
Black China. Mm. Black China can rap, but she doesn't sound like a rapper. But sorry, that's I wanted to interesting. No, no, nah, nah, good point, good point, man. Uh, but no, shout out to you, Badfish, bro. Like, if you got another song, man, we would love to hear it. Trust us, we 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 do this music review stuff all day. It's nothing to us, and uh, we hope <laughs> we were fair with our with our uh, our review. And if hey, not, 3. hey, man, it's us- not bad. Three point five is not bad. I think That's- three is not bad. I think three is not bad. Technically, hey, if you if, if we put the music I made in high school on here, majority of them will get two out of five, bro. I told you if my we- Streetwalker click. If we put the music you made in high school, it would not qualify. Let's be very clear. <laughs> even if let's, I handed let's, you money, it won't qualify. Let's, let's make no mistake about it, yo. Like, it wouldn't even qualify. You- <laughs> let's move on, though, man. Uh, <laughs> we have a, a gentleman by the name of Kodo the Great. Q, you may, for, you may actually remember this name. Um, we reviewed a song from him a while ago. Uh, back when we were doing reviews... Uh, on the show before video, he submitted a song called Missing Signatures. If you guys haven't heard that, go check that out. Well, he's back with another song that he wants us to review. It's a song called Fool's Gold. You, you, you feel me? Let's, 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 feel a, let's, let's hear a little clip of this. You ready? Stay put, my boy. The train is on its way. I said, stay put, my boy. Each dog has its day. Stay put. Mm. Oh, I'm sensing Kend- some Kendrick Andre 3000. In- Kendrick. Andre Kendrick. No, Kendrick to me. Andre Kendrick to me. Hold on. What's happening right now? See the intros? I mean, I'm telling you. Very dramatic. seconds. She called me a bitch. It's been years how I spot her. Seen how much of a bitch I be. Okay. Buried her soul when I'm blocked. I contemplate mm. their mental health, but for sure I be no doctor. I bet he will still fuck a lame. I doubt that will ever change. Oh my god. Yo, I'm speeding this up real quick. We can't play the whole song, all right? Hold on. Ooh, the hook. Did he do the hook too? Or is that Belial? <laughs> Is that sir? Is that oh, you? Know. Is that D Smoke? Who's this? Hmm. So in, te- in actuality, okay. Okay. when you combine the intro and you combine the outro, the song is really only like a minute and 40 seconds or something like that. I agree. I agree. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's a very short song, but it's very, it sounds very interesting. I'll put it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll start out the review. So, Man, uh, I, I I'll be fair, man. You know, very thematic, very dramatic intro to that song. We heard it, the pianos, you could feel it. You know, I'm a big I'm a big fan of instrumentation. Big fan of instrumentation in music, uh, hip hop in particular. I've been on record saying this, screaming this at the top of my lungs, at the top of the mountain, any platform I could say this on, and it's uh. When I hear a guitar, the song is an automatic hit for me, usually. Not automatic, usually an automatic hit. Well, what I don't say in that same sentence is that when I hear pianos, to me, that is the next instrument to me that sets that emotional tone in in a song and really brings that song to life. And I think uh, automatically, from a production standpoint, I'm feeling it. Uh... 
Very quirky, man. Very quirky. You, Q, you brought up Kendrick. I immediately thought of Andre 3000, but I see the Kendrick one as well. We already know what them two dudes are about, eclectic and, and as talented as ever. So from a stylistic standpoint, I really like what Kodo the Great was doing on this, man. I really like it. He was spitting some, some real truth for bars that at least sounded like truth. I don't know your story in particular, but it, it sounded like a story that could resonate uh, at an emotional level with the listener. And um, I'm a real big fan of uh, setting the tone and, and, and really creating that emotional bond with people in music. And I think this song does that. Maybe I need to hear this song a little bit more, or I should say again, because you're right, Q. It doesn't, it takes a while to start. And then also the song seems to be pretty short. And then when I was fast forwarding throughout the song, uh, I did hear that 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 clip. Uh, are you playing it again? I hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, bro, you like the song that much, huh? My bad, I was, I was, I thought I was in mute. I was. No, nah, it's, I, cool. it's I wanted, cool. I wanted to catch a line, but go ahead. I don't know if you're finished. I wanted to catch a line. Uh, no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. He was uh, he was saying some wise, some things that sounded very wise filled, and uh, maybe I should go back and take another listen because there were some things that he was saying. I feel like kind of went over my head on that first listen or first and second listen. But um, overall, musically speaking, on point. Uh, maybe I would have liked the song to be a little bit longer. But hey, maybe it's an interlude. Maybe it's an intro. All songs don't necessarily need to be three minutes, four minutes long. Sounds good to me, man. I have no complaints as of now. I'm going to give this song 4.5 out of five stars, man. It sounds very how, well put how, together. How, I'm not going to lie. How many? How many? Out of five? 4.5. I, I agree. I, I vehemently agree. I, you <laughs> Wait, know, what, did, what did you think I said? I, I I thought you said five out of five. Actually, I, I oh, had okay, okay. my earphones trying to decipher a line that he said. But um, got it. Got uh, it. so here's the bad news about Coder the Great for everybody. TDE is going to find this man and sign him, and then it's going to take five years for him to drop an album, just like everybody else on TDE. Hurry up, Kendrick! Hurry up! Um. No, I mean, I echo everything that you said. I mean, I think the song is dope. I see it as an intro. I see it as if if this is an intro, then the intro to this song makes a lot of sense. The, the length of this song makes a lot of sense. If this is an intro, this cannot, in my humbling opinion, this cannot be a lead single. This cannot be a single that you expect to get radio play. That's number one. But if this is an intro, I mean, I might even bump it up to five out of five if this is an intro because it, it would be fantastic on an album um obviously he's a very good rapper he gives me kendrick lamar vibes um i'm curious to know if he was the one that was on the hook because the hook was also like kind of like neo soul vibes which I, I really love everybody loves neo soul music right like um the vibes are numbing uh the one thing i was trying to rewind was he started off the song talking about how he was dealing with this girl that he was like, wait till she finds out that I blocked her. Uh, the reason I want to point that line out is because I absolutely love when rappers talk about women. Like the song is not necessarily a love song, 
but they use their like a woman, their relationship with a woman to get their points across about like how they move, who they are. Like for instance, I'll give you a good example. Kanye West dedicated all falls down to a woman. Like he's he's talking about she had this, she had a Mercedes, she had, you know, such and such. And he's kind of speaking from the perspective of a woman. If you look at Kanye West's uh, earlier work, he did that a lot. Like he's speaking from the perspective of a woman, but then at the same time, like kind of talking about his relationship with a woman. J. Cole does it quite a bit in his his music. And Coda the Great started out the song doing that. And I think it was, it was pretty dope. I think the great ones tend to do that. So I noticed that. But all in all, Fool's Gold is a fantastic song. I really, the less I have to say about it, that means it's great. So, uh, good job. Yeah, and and I just took another listen myself, and I want to point out that um, the song is called Fool's Gold. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Fool's Gold is essentially a idiom, right? It's a phrase to mean something that's fake, right? It's, 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 Stupid people look at uh, what they perceive as gold, but it's not actual gold, right? Is that not what full gold, fool's gold means in a nutshell, right? Yeah, like they perceive it as it's like, like for instance, fake money. Like, yeah, somebody because of the fake money, fool's gold could be. You well, full, were, fool's gold can mean, and also again, it, it can the, mean anything. It, it can, can mean, mean a like lot. Relationship that was was not really a real relationship but it's masked as a real relationship and we're falling for yep we're, we're thinking that it is so i i i i haven't uh, taken the time to really really figure out what this song is about but like just breaking down that first line i have i think it's 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 it was it was it, it goes a long way and i think it it can mean several things it's a very complex intricate uh song yeah, I would say the song is very metaphorical. And just one last thing before we head up, get up out of here. Again, the the hook is very repetitive, and he says uh, he starts off by talking about how twenty twenty was a bad year, but this next one is going to be a good year. Then he says, "I seen," a, he said, "I seen a dream hit a nigga when he widened up his nose." So it keeps repeating that over and over and over. Uh, very cinematic. I'll, I'll give him that. And, and the song is clearly metaphorical. It means many different things, potentially. So, hey, good job, bro. Good job. Uh, let's move on to the next, though. The yes, final... Sir. The next and final song that we have is by a gentleman uh, by the name of Country the God. Very what, interesting what name. A name. What a name. <laughs> bro, I'd never seen anything like that, honestly. Um, he dropped a song called Whoa. And uh, it's actually a video, so no, it's, we gonna it's play woo. It's not woo. woo. Is it? Is it not woo? It's probably woo. Woo. Yeah, I give it woo. So this is actually a video. So we're gonna play a little snippet of this video real quick and let you guys know uh, what it's looking like. Fire burning us all, and then it's a head. Come on, come on. Remember that time I whipped your ass in pool and drank all that Hennessy? Remember that? Bro, I, bro, I kick ass in pool. You, you would never, you've never beat me. That's a lie. I took, I took the Henny off the head like that. Remember that? Uh. 
Okay. Oh, they having fun out there. Oh, they they turning up. Oh, they they got that. Hey, they got that five team parlay on FanDuel. They got that five team. We got that joint. Woo! Oh, this is this shit is turns. Uh, all smiling. Look, I love that. Black people smile more. Like you, you win it. Right there. I'm a I'm a fast forward this to the end. Let's. <laughs> Yo, okay. I gotta okay. tell you something. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something. I gotta. Okay. <laughs> I think I get the gist of this song. No, nah, remember, remember, this is aside from country to woo, country to God. Remember when we went to, uh, I guess, DC the other day, and we were talking to the bartender, and the bartender was like, "I don't like Hennessy because it's too sweet." That made no sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what are you talking? It's too sweet. That doesn't make sense. I, I never heard no shit like that in my life. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, Yo, because I just I saw Hennessy. I let me tell you, you something. Jay Z's not happy about that. Yo, let me tell you something. That Yo, bartender man. that that bartender that said that had to have been a diabetic. Because <laughs> who in God's name says Hennessy is sweet? I've never heard that before. <laughs> I've never heard I've that. never heard that before. You know, COVID is is altering people's taste buds, bruh. I mean, hey, hey. I, I, I suppose. What would you think of this song, though, man? <laughs> first and foremost, how about that video? I think first the video was five out of five. That they look like they having fun. They got the Hennessy bottle. They playing pool. They all smiling. Ain't nobody trying to mean mug. They winning. They're smiling. That is dope. Taking Hennessy to the head. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty dope. Um, energy wise, I thought. The, the song has a lot of energy. I think that's what it that's what it 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 relies on. That's what makes it a good listen. Is that it has a lot of energy. I think if you can just display like some 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 energy in your song, I think that can get you at least 2.5, at least three from me. Um the beat's pretty you know the beat's solid. I think it's it's uh you know a little menacing slash cold slash Freddy Krueger type vibes on the beat, but at the same time it thumps, you know, it'll turn a club up. And his raps, I would say his raps are 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 high octane. Um I don't I don't quite love his delivery, but I think it's good enough to keep you entertained. Um, but overall, I, I think it's just a solid song to turn you up. It, it, I would not listen to it before I go to bed, like if I'm chilling. I wouldn't listen to it if I'm cleaning my house, but I would listen to it if I wanted to turn up. If I got that five team parlay, like if and it, it, especially I want to hear the song, especially if the last team that won me the money on FanDuel hit a game winning shot. Oh, I'm turning that. I'm at, come on. Let's play it. Let's play it. When you win it, this song makes sense. So, you know, that's what I think. I, I would I would say maybe three, three point five, three out of five, something like that. Yeah, man. Uh I think that uh man, first off, I love the energy, first and foremost. Love it. Love the energy. And I you're right, man. I like that fact that they were smiling, but more importantly, you know, like we need more of that going into 2021. What where are all the, the settings where you could just turn up with your guys, play some pool, 
those are th- those are the things that are missing, in my opinion, as far as like just your everyday life. So I- I'm with you on that. And and to be honest with you, I feel like that beat was knocking so much. It, it continues to make it look like you are in an earthquake, bro. Your screen continues to move when you talk. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> now, you know, this song is like the is very interesting because it's the complete opposite, in my opinion, of the last one we just heard, right? In terms of uh, the style, in terms of the delivery, in terms of the production, in terms of the message, every possible aspect of this song is the, in my opinion, the complete opposite of the last song that we heard. And it's no knock, no shade, but to me, that's the dynamicness and the variance of music is that everything is so different. And it's very hard to rank because when something is so different stylistically, how do you even put it up against the rest? Now, with that being said, it's important to evaluate a song for the direction that it was, I guess, trying to achieve, right? So when I hear this song, it's like, okay, what was he trying to accomplish, right? And it's clear from the out the gate that he was trying to bring the energy. He wasn't focused on bringing no hook that was super metaphorically laid and had all these different meta. No, it was just about energy. Matter of fact, the song is called who? And all he was doing was making a noise at the end of every bar. Right. <laughs> like that's creative. I'll say maybe whatever. I'll call it creative. How about that? I'll call it creative. Um, Maybe there's some other words I can use, but I'll call it creative. Overall, though, hype song, dope beat, really fun-looking video. Um, it's not it's not the best trap song. It's not the best executed trap song that I feel like I've heard before because I think mainly one thing that it's lacking is... Um, Flair. Probably a little... I was going to say a little bit more intrigue. Like, I, maybe it's him. Maybe it's his look. Maybe he, you know, maybe he just needs a better, I don't know, outfit. I'm not sure what it is, to be honest with you, but I just know that what I saw and what I heard was not the highest quality of what, of that type of music, put it like that. Um, But it's still good, though, with that being said. Uh, From a production standpoint and just the way the song was put together, you know, we always got to bring, we always got to bring up quality of song when it comes to indie reviews, because it's important to make sure that your audio is on par with the rest of the industry. I think he does a good job at really checking off a lot of boxes. And so from that standpoint, I'll give him credit. I'm going to give this song a solid 3.5 out of five. I agree. This is not a song that I would play on my way to church. I'm not playing this song as I'm about to meditate. Quite frankly, the only times I'm playing this song is when I need some energy. And, uh, you know, that could be when I'm working out. Excuse me. When I'm working out, when I'm about to get, you know, hit on, get my bike and hit the bike trail. You know what I'm saying? I need I need to get hype. And uh, from that standpoint, it does this job. So I can't knock him too much. Uh, pretty decent effort, though. Shout out to Country to God. Very interesting name, by the way. Never does seen that. Does his job. Does his job. Country to God. CDG. Yeah. Okay. CDG. And it sounded like he was from South Carolina or at least somewhere in the Carolinas because he said it in the song. Shout out Carolina. um, Yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all got a little wave going, man. Hopefully you are on the wave of the next Carolina artist 
that are going to be popping. But uh, not only shout out to you, shout out to all of the indie artists that submitted, man. We appreciate y'all um, once again for, for vibing with us. And, um, you know, this is the ill advised wise guys. You feel me? I'm Uche. That's my boy Q. Q. DZ for Sheezy. With the widow's peak easy. Before we get up out of here, I do want to say, um, make sure you're following us on social media. Never miss an update from us. Never miss a post from us. Um, make sure you subscribe to our email list, man. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't want to miss the updates that we that we put out and that we send out. Whether it's a new episode, whether it's announcements, we got some special announcements and just things that we're planning throughout this whole year that we want y'all to be a part of and that we want y'all to know first and foremost. So with that being said, as always, if you are giving advice, make sure it is ill. Peace out.